0: you're listening
1: to the hockey podcast network new shows every day find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from hello you're listening to the hockey podcast network i'm mason dixon joined once again by my co-host Corey the bayou benders and this is Habs night your hub for haves content We're back here today, recording another episode, and we're gonna get right, just jump right into uh the big topic. Corey knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, this beautiful bastard shocked the shit out of me yesterday when <laughs> I received a package <laughs> from my friend, and I was just in shock in complete disbelief. I have no idea what what I was gonna say. Uh, I get we'll probably include a video of my reaction in uh, on the Twitter post for this release this this episode. But uh, Corey, you wanna
0: you wanna explain what you did? Yeah, he's he's also like leaving out that uh, today that you guys are listening to this. This is his birthday. He's turning twenty. Um, so give it give it a little fucking background knowledge. Um, yeah, I said, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Mason, I've been, I've been trying to think about getting him something for his birthday, and he fucked up about six months ago and said that he would die if he had uh, Andre Markov jersey, and uh, I like immediately like mid episode when he said it, um, I just typed it in my notes and bookmarked it and looked around for a while trying to get him, uh, uh, trying to get him one. And because of someone like Shane Ryan of, uh, sends Hour uh, doing podcasts with him, he's made me a bit of a snob as far as like jerseys. So, uh, um, I guess I'm more of a purist now where if I get a player, it has to be that era Jersey. So I was hunting around for, um, you know, I have what he had like 14 years or something. So I had I had a good bit of, you know, jerseys to look for. But I had I I've just gotten so snobby that I had to make sure it was within that era. Um, I was having trouble trying to one for Mason size. Found a couple, but uh, a lot of my had to, I would have had to have bought a kit to put the to put the nameplate on and all that. So I, I didn't feel like going through all that hassle. Which I would have if it, if it came down to it. But then I started to look around and I eventually found one. And this one was extra special because uh, it was signed by Andre Markov, his rookie season. And we've got confirmation on that. And uh, it, it was hard as fuck to do because when we were doing our merch, uh, which we still have, if you guys, if you want to check out our merch, uh, it's still on our Twitter. And I believe the link is in our show notes as well. Uh, So the company got a little off, off the rails a little bit, but so the company sends us some free ones to test out and and see if, if we like the look and all that stuff. And Mason sent me his address to where to send it. And he sent me the wrong fucking address for his uh, for his free merch. So he had his samples. So I was afraid to send it to him again. Uh, one would be in, you know, he would question what, what is he getting and He would wouldn't leave me alone about it uh, until he figured it out. Um, or I would just spend all this money and it, it just gets shipped off to a, a very lucky fan. But problem is, it's you know, within Toronto limits. So I'm sure they would have been very disgusted with it. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so I said it to his buddy. His buddy hooked it up. Shout out Ryland for uh, keeping this a secret for like a half a year, uh, <laughs> and uh, Mason got a, uh, a pretty good reaction out of it. I was at a I was at a concert yesterday, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't respond to him to write something sweet up, but uh, I think uh, I think it did well on its own. <laughs> I was like, first of
1: all, I can't speak to how. Lucky I am to have a friend who, uh, like, you know, I've spoken Corey off air, but like, thanks a lot, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> um, you guys know, probably know, Andre Markov was like my childhood hero, um, my favorite hab ever, my favorite player, and I was just totally shocked. So unfortunately, my in the, like my. First, second reaction uh, got fucked up because my girlfriend filmed it in the fucking time lapse. (laughs) But, oh boy, but she recorded, like, a
0: couple videos, I guess. I don't know. It's lucky she did, and yeah, I was...
1: It seemed like she jumped uh, on
0: pretty quick, like, realized the mistake, and still caught you, like, mid-shock, like, on still I, I, confused I as to what the fuck's going on so i was good, on, good off Fiona to like catch her bearings and and, and get it get it going
1: <laughs> yeah i could not i could not believe my eyes and <laughs> i done i done something similar to rye last year actually we were hanging out and i uh got him a uh jersey a mika ranton and alternate jersey and he did the same thing. I pulled the coat off and had it on, and he did that. And like I almost crashed the car. <laughs> yeah, no, that it was that was incredible. I also got um a, another package from Corey. It was some Creole seasoning, which we've spoken about on the air before, which I'm excited to uh to test it out. But yeah, like talk about a a great way to enter turning 20. So <laughs> yeah, somebody that, knows
0: what it is. Uh if anybody doesn't know i know uh jason bent knows what it is because he spent some time in the south uh i got him a bottle of tony sachery's uh which was hilarious because i mason was trying to pronounce it and the roles (laughs) were reversed for once and he was he was he was having (laughs) he was having trouble uh (laughs) but yeah like i was explaining to him he once again on air was uh shit talking his school's uh cafeteria food and it's bland and it's it's boring and shit. And uh that is um uh, people of the south mailing. Uh, I mean I know people in Mississippi use it, I know people in Texas use it, but uh just in this little little slice, Tony sashry is salt. Like there's no substitute for it. I know some people would consider that as a salt substitute uh, considering you're not using salt, it has salt in it. But this salt is the substitute for Tony Sashry this far south. There's nothing else you should be using. It's used on fucking everything. He asked me what to put it on. I said every everything. Everything you would put salt on, put the shit on it. It'll make it 10 times better. It'll give it a little kick. It's got some nice blends in it. Um, It's It's so... Uh, <clears throat> Like, I don't know, like you just like down here, you grow up using that stuff. So like, I'm sure if I went anywhere, if I had moved anywhere out of the South, I'd have to like buy like a couple gallons of it and then have it shipped to my house. Like I couldn't, I couldn't live without this stuff. Um, So I sent him that and then he ends up moving away from college. Uh, So I guess he'll just have some Tony's for whenever he wants to try it Uh, or if uh, if he goes back. I'm going
1: back tomorrow for exams for the week. So I have to bring it up and uh season that fucking garbage, garbage food
0: while I'm up there. Yeah. And it goes a long way too, dude. Um I mean some people are heavy handed with it, but you don't need that much. They even make, you know how they make like little like the the mini uh hot sauce bottles for like on the go. They have like little Tony sashes like that too for like travel. (laughs) Like that's how important this shit that shit is to like southern southern people (laughs) no yeah i
1: I just don't know what to say like (laughs) wow what a fucking you know i I thought i was gonna have a uh what do you want to say an exciting night and that just like that the way to start the night before i I went out last night and no that was great so yeah thank you once again Corey, because
0: that was yeah, happy absolutely birthday. Absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, so yeah, what did y'all do? Y'all just went out, had a couple beers. Oh, had a had a lot of beers. Um yeah, I went
1: up to Peterborough. My girlfriend drove because all my buddies are back in town after they fin- either finishing or finished their exams. So I went up to uh went up to a bar in Peterborough and then it's this uh it's like this college bar, it's always packed. And I guess everyone's worried about their exams. So it's pretty dead, actually. And we, we were just chilling in there for a bit and then you know, we were like, fuck this, like it's kind of dead. So we went over mm-hmm. down the block. There's this uh nightclub, and we got in there early and then it picked up and we had a we had a pretty good time. Yeah, like I it was absolutely loaded. I think we all were. So that was. And my girlfriend has like the worst sense of direction I've ever met anyone. Like she cannot, she couldn't, she, she moved to her new house and she couldn't like a month in, she had to like use a GPS to get home. Like she cannot tell direction. And on the way back, it was, you, uh, you hop on, basically you, you hop on, the, the highway seven Canadians know it's the transit. It's the like national highway hop on highway seven, hop off of it, go on highway 28. You go straight for about 40 minutes and then you take one left. Okay. So we tell her this, we're like, okay, you're going to take one left when you get to Budely and then you're good. Like you're going to, you're going to get home right away. And then you're fine. <laughs> and then we all kind of like, pass out in the car right Because it's like an hour and 20 minute drive and i wake up and (laughs) we're in we're in fucking this will make no sense to people who don't live but we're in gore's landing which is about 25 minutes east of where we should be and i like have absolutely (laughs) no fucking clue how we got here i'm like I'm hammered Corey like pissed drunk. I wake up and I'm like where the fuck are we? <laughs> she says <laughs> I thought I thought you said to turn left I said at, in Bewdley, where'd you turn left She said the first left turn and I so I figured out today when I wake up when I was too drunk last night so this is her her mindset like I said you're gonna turn left at the first left at the big intersection in Bewdley." The only way to get to Gore's landing from this fucking, by the way, the name of it, you can tell this place is the middle of buttfuck fuck nowhere. Gore's fucking landing. It's like 200 people. There's this little dirt road that you can turn. It's the only other left turn that like going down the stretch and she somehow in the pitch black of the night found this unmaintained road and thought I was telling her to turn left down there. So yeah, it was a it was an interesting experience trying to figure my way out of that one because I had like no cell reception and but it, it always you know fuck ups always usually turn into
0: nights you remember so it was it was a pretty good time. Hell yeah, dude. Uh no, I got I got a couple of buddies that are like that. I have I have I have a I have a friend that fucking turned on a one way, a one way the wrong way on the highway. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I'm like freaking the fuck out, you know. I got I'm in college. I got like a fucking, I don't know, sack of weed on me. And I'm like, like screaming at him. Like, like, I'm either, I'm either going to die or go to jail tonight. Uh, and I don't like either outcome, you know, <laughs> just actually, has no yeah. sense of direction. I've done that before. When I first
1: moved to the city,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: there's no, like in a small town, there's no one way roads ever and even in Toronto like Toronto doesn't have a lot of one-way roads and I went up to I was up in Ottawa moved like my first month there and I, I did the same thing I turned <laughs> turned left on a on a one-way road that was going right and I was immediately like I don't know if you've ever done it you do it and you immediately know you fucked
0: up yeah you oh, like just fuck. start <laughs> panicking
1: yeah oh shit. So hit, hit the nice little three point turn and got out of there, but no, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I've always, I've always had a good sense of direction, so I don't know how some people manage to <laughs> get themselves lost to that extent, but, uh, I hear you had a interesting night as well yourself.
0: Yeah. I had a pretty sick night, um, <clears throat> Well, really, it was, like, a pretty sick 24 hours. Uh, ended up having to work the Journey concert, Journey and Toto. Uh, Friday night, I got off, came home at about 11. Woke up at 4, went to work for fucking 5. Came home from work at about 4. Sat around my house for an hour. Uh, pre-game, like, got out to the city with my buddies. Um pre-gamed in the city for a little bit, and then went to our first concert since COVID. Um, like $40, went and saw uh, one of the bands I grew up watching as a kid, the Double West Prada. Uh, they played with ERA, Silverstein, and Beartooth. Every, everybody was okay. Uh, I've really spent $40 just to see the Double West Prada. I was so tired, uh, but I was so drunk. I was, like, rallying through it. Honestly could have left after the Devil West Prada, but, uh, man, if there's any metalheads out there, listen to some old OG Devil West Prada shit. Uh, it was fantastic. They played uh, a bit of everything. They didn't play anything off of eight, one, eight, uh, no zombie one or two EP, no space EP, but everything else, there was at least something from every other album. Uh, it was fired. It was fire. Um, we're a bunch of old fucks now. This is a band that came down when we were, like, uh, they were they were getting big. Uh, I was probably, it was, like, right after Katrina, like, 2006. I had to be, like, 14, 15 years old. Um, and I've seen this band dozens of times. But it was one of the first shows I ever gone to. And now here I am at 30 years old. Me and my buddies that were just always throwing down rolled as fuck now our joints hurt our backs hurt you know like everybody's like nah i'm not not getting in the pit i'm not moshing i'm not doing anything i'm not fucking two-step i'm not going to have a dance party i ain't doing nothing uh and fucking like devil West prada's first song plays they play a new song uh then they play they play dogs from fucking their third album and everybody just gave beers to respected uh girlfriends and shit or buddies that are just like, nah, that's not my scene. Uh, And then just darted through the crowd and uh, turned up like a bunch of fucking children. And it was sick as fuck, dude. It was hilarious. Uh, It was like five or six of my friends that we've been doing this our whole lives, way too old to be doing it. And like putting to shame all these young kids that are too afraid of what people are going to think of their two stepping off beat we're fucking throwing down at the wrong times. Like we just don't give a fuck anymore. Uh, it was fun. I felt real young until I got home. Uh, Cause I was crippled today. I fucking got out of bed at like fucking <laughs> one o'clock. Like I'm all sore and shit, dude. Um, but what a night, not going to lie. I might not have been excited after the devil wears product. got off stage, but uh, it was just so good to fucking go back to my roots and, see music live again. It's been such a big part of my life. I've seen so many fucking different bands of, of like that genre. Um, it just, it's so weird that the past three years has been zero of it. And I feel like I've really lost a lot of time. Uh, but yeah, dude, had a sick fucking night in between that. I got Rylan telling me he's about to, you know, they're about to open, you know, show you your gift and shit like that. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. But there's no way in hell I can get in, talk, in touch with you right now. You won't be able to hear me, (laughs) but yeah, dude, uh, it seems like both of us had a really sick uh, weekend. No, for sure. When you, when you mentioned that you,
1: you're hurting today made me think of uh, the fucking, I know you haven't watched time at your mother, but there's an episode all about, they call it the Murtaugh list, the Murtaugh list Mm -hmm. from lethal weapon. Oh God. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a list of things they're too old to do. Like that, I thought. That, but then they end up doing them. Up, they they end up doing every single one of them on the list yep. by the end of the episode. That's exactly what I was just thinking when you were mentioning that. But no, definitely a pretty good night. I think
0: I just ended up texting you. You, what did I say? You son of a bitch or something? Yeah, something like that. I got like six <laughs> text, text <laughs> messages from you, me and I was like, I'm gonna have to read these later. <laughs> but also halves played last night yeah and
1: based on what we both just said i think it can be assumed neither of us watched
0: no any I, honestly came home <laughs> minute of the, that game i came home checked my fantasy and i was like all right <laughs> Dude, yeah, um, yeah so eight to four
1: is not not the outcome <laughs> you could be looking for and uh I mean, I didn't – like I said, it's hard to say anything. I didn't really watch the game. Ryan Poehling scored two goals, so though. That, that's fucking awesome. And I saw Jake Evans got his uh, – his what? His, like, monthly – I always say this. Like, maybe it's becoming biweekly banger. We're just – another, another <laughs> clap bomb. i had a few of those recently. Just coming off the right wing, just a clap bomb. Top shelf. That was nice. There was a crazy sequence there where there were like three goals in a minute, like less in a singular minute time frame, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, I guess I want to focus on Ryan Paling though because we've been speaking about him a lot lately. He's returned finally. It seems like he's been out of the lineup a lot, and he's really kind of heated up these past few these past few games he's played since his return.
0: Yeah, really excited about it. Uh. Also getting good minutes again. I was sitting at 13, 13 minutes uh, the previous night uh, with, they gave him some shorthanded time. He got two minutes uh, shorthanded. I'd like to see him more. uh, Excuse me. uh, I like to see him more get generated on the power play a little bit, especially if he had a night where he had two fucking goals, Uh, but I'm trusting and Martin St. Louis, but I'm just happy that Ryan Paling is getting, is getting more chances. Um, I think that, we know he's offensively uh, strong, especially when his game is on. And the only way that we can continue that magnitude and that momentum is, is to just keep giving him the time. Um, I guess deserving for his play, dude. I'm sorry, you kind of cut your little last your last bit there. Oh, right, you good? You good? No, uh, I was just saying he's he's real deserving of uh, of his time, and uh, they shouldn't they shouldn't shorten it at all. Um, Ryan Paling's gonna play his best, obviously, if he's got more time. But especially when he's like offensively producing to this magnitude, um, especially on a game that's kind of getting uh kind of getting away from him, um why not? You know, just let let him play. Um, if he can do this oh, on a absolutely. on a on a tough game, just let him keep his rhythm going, you know, keep keep I don't giving think, him those minutes.
1: Yeah, Ryan Paling's not gonna be a second line center. Like he's not gonna be a top six player. I really don't think he is. But if you can develop into a player that is there a third line score, like a third line scoring center mm-hmm. that would be great. Be awesome for the Habs and I think a lot of people forget because he's been around for so long. Well, it feels like he has. He's been the organi- we drafted him. He's the same age as Nick Suzuki. Same draft class. Like give him time. And I I do yeah. think he's not going to be a top 6 player, but you know most third and fourth line guys are first round picks. It happens. It doesn't mean he's a bust. It doesn't mean (laughs) you give up on him. And you see a lot of people in this fan base, they give up on guys way too soon, (laughs) way too soon. And they, if you're not a superstar, they think you're trash. Like I've noticed, especially on Twitter, they don't when evaluate when people evaluate players in this organization, do you ever see he's decent? He's average. He's an average player. It's either Josh Anderson's amazing or Josh Anderson's trash, useless.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, Or we could just call it what Josh Anderson's a pretty
0: average second-line player. Yeah, and I just think <laughs> I, I think he got drafted at the wrong time. And, like, it's not his fault of his age, but just as far as where the Canadians were when they drafted him, they thought they didn't have a place for him. And Nick, he's got... Skill, he's got experience, but then you got someone like Nick Suzuki. We bring him over and he immediately slots in, and then that's just that's his spot basically. You know, he's never really moved from it. I actually think it's interesting that
1: and it's something we've spoken about length, like had lengthy conversations about is that the drafting of Mark Bergerman and Trevor Timmins was horrible. And I actually saw an interesting statistic it was this one of those analytically driven draft like basically like the redrafting of that
0: of that uh no it's they have
1: these they they have these star projections Uh uh-huh they've developed so player like that's where you get like the d1 d plus one draft year like stats where basically what's their score what's their probability of becoming an nhl or becoming a star player et cetera. Right. How they quantify what is a star player. I'm not sure, but they have, it's, it's, it's a decent, like I, from what I've seen, it usually gets, it gets a lot of stuff pretty correct. And it right. I, in, in the sense that it's not saying what they're going to do, it's just saying based on what they've done and based on what other people who have produced similarly have done, this is the likelihood of blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. I actually saw an interesting chart. It was showing all the GMs the last 25 years. Maybe 20, 2015. 20, anyway. Mark Bergevin was on it. And it, it was basically like a quad, a quadrant graph. So it had like, mm-hmm. if you're in the top right, it meant you drafted well, they did well, etc. If you drafted, you know, there's sections. And Mark Bergevin had, was one of the like scored like the unluckiest jesus where's the That's center, true. he drafted guys that were projected to do well but they didn't they didn't live up to and a lot of that is player development yeah which is something we should not you know sleep on. not sleeping on at all and i think it actually is something that maybe shows even more because as you know player development has grown in montreal because i do think Bergevin actually did take good steps right before he was fired to improve upon player development. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because you talk about how bad his drafting is and you look at the guys he drafted in his later years from 2017 on, you know, ignore Kakiniemi. Jesse Alonan looks like a great player. Paling looks like a serviceable NHL. You've got Matthias Norlander, Jaden Struble, Jordan Harris um who else right like there's a plethora of young guys who Kent hughes and jeff gordon are going to get the credit for as they should because mm-hmm. they're going to develop them they're actually guys that timmons and bergeman drafted so i think it's very interesting um that we're seeing a lot of the prospects and all the guys that are going to be the future of this team it's an interesting dynamic because i don't think very often a rebuild has that many prospects that are looking to be serviceable NHLers, maybe not stars, but, right, you know, NHLers,
0: hopefully one day. And, I mean, I mean, you could say, you know, too little too late that they finally got it right. But, honestly, I don't think that they got it wrong. They drafted the best that they could, but our player development was so shit and we're so undecisive on how we want to run things that, we let some of these kids, you know, like not get the best treatment they could to be the best that they were. And then you see kids like we just talked about, like Alex Galchenyuk, he's still a fourth liner, you know, like had the potential. Um, I just think like, not only, not only did they, they draft, I think they drafted pretty decent. And I know someone can go back and show me players that, well, look, this guy went right under him. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe together. maybe our player development was so fucking ass backwards <laughs> that you know he didn't get he didn't get the right tools when he needed them to, to be successful and you know, uh I guess evolve into the next step. I don't think that um
1: Mark Bergevin, like I don't think he was as unlucky as that stat says he was. Like I do think they did draft poorly. I think Michael McCarron who is an NHLer, and that's fine. And development was a big issue there, but you know, he was drafted based on size.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nikita Sherback had crazy talent, but I just think, look, if a guy is that talented and can't stick in the NHL, maybe there's some, some personality issues there. Mm-hmm. Y- you look at a, you know, there's a bunch of other guys and, even when they did hit, they drafted Miguel Sergachev.
0: And then I'm not saying moved. this
1: because I don't I don't hold it against Jonathan Druin. But then you traded that asset too soon. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they did draft Logan Mayu, who as a hockey player looks like a good player. But he when a guy comes out and says, Don't draft me, and you draft him, like Yeah,
0: just I don't know, boneheaded. It's-
1: so I do honestly, I feel like point. they were
0: just like this is this is the the next Caulfield situation again. This guy's going to go real low, and we're going to be able to pick him up. And I don't think that's the case. <laughs> but I think in their head, they're like, we just won the lottery again. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure another team would have drafted him. Yeah, uh, just it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't been, have been the first. first. Round. He could have dropped very late. It's a sleeper pick, you know, if you're playing fantasy. Uh, Oh. But yeah. Anyway, I just I, <laughs> I don't think Bergevin. I'm not
1: defending Bergevin there. I just I, I do think it's interesting that this you know rebuild. They haven't ha- they haven't gotten to draft yet, and they do already have a lot of good prospects. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of the draft, I have an interesting kind of thought I wanted to run by you because I've been thinking about this, and I saw some grumblings about it on Twitter today, actually. Um. If Shane Wright, look, Montreal's not last anymore. Arizona is. If Shane Wright goes to Arizona, and I don't think, from what I've seen Shane Wright speak and talk, I don't think that this is the case. I don't see him as a guy to do that. The NHL really cannot allow the next, like the the next two first overall picks who are going to be exceptional players, exceptional player status, the NHL cannot allow them to end up in the desert. (laughs) And look, speak about growing the game. To do that, you need teams like that to have stars. Yes. But I think it's bad when, and this is just honest, me being honest, when Barkov and Huberto were in Florida and Florida wasn't good, you barely heard about them. They didn't do much to grow the game. Even yeah, even kaprazov in Minnesota, which is a hockey town, like you don't see a lot of Karpizov, do you? And I think if they were to go there, it would just be such a shame. And to play in front of four thousand, five thousand people, like we've spoken about this, it's so embarrassing. And I, I truly wonder, and this is. Getting to my point here, could we see an Eric Lindros
0: situation? I thought we were going to see one with uh, who's that? Owen Power was was that Buffalo last year? Yeah, well, he had a viable option
1: to do so too with college. Yeah, but he came in and played. By the way, holy fuck, did he get his welcome to the NHL moment? Did you see that Tarasenko move? No, I didn't. Um, oh, Tarasenko fucking juked him out of his jock strap and forsberg to the goalie it was redonkulous like just welcome to the nhl kid he he got just destroyed but no i'm i'm dead serious here like this isn't me making a joke at arizona's expense or any of that shit that i've been you know, prone to doing i really don't think that I if I were Shane Wright or Connor Bedard, I wouldn't want to play in Arizona, especially with their like look at their track record in developing top end talent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How'd Strom do there? I don't know. I I, I think it could, it, could, it could be a real possibility. Like saying, "Hey, I'm look, I won't play for you." And it might, it could benefit them because what a way to, look what Eric, look what the Nordique got for Eric Lindros. Basically, the kick-started those Colorado Cup uh, dynasty teams that Mm -hmm. won later on, but no, what do you think? Like, do you think we could see something like that? Because I really don't, I don't think it'll, I'm not saying I bet on it, I think, I think anything is like possible. It's happened in the
0: past. Therefore, it can happen again in the future. Um, I I think Gary Bettman and, and the rest of the puppets, I guess, uh, if he goes to Arizona, dude, they're going to do everything they can off the record, behind closed doors to make this kid play there. Because Arizona's about to play at a college. Super excited for that. I don't care what Mason says. It's 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 circled on my fucking schedule for next season. As far as once this the shit gets released, I'm picking a day, I'm gonna go to one of those fucking games. Um I'm not saying it wouldn't be a cool experience, I'm saying it's not good for the league. No, it's it's not, but at the same time, when I was a kid in the 90s, uh you know, I hate the NBA, but the NBA, there was, like, one superstar basically for every fucking team. And Arizona's got got some guys on there. But I feel like Gary Bettman would secretly, behind closed doors, make whoever goes there, it's worth their while because they're going to try to revitalize this fucking team while they wait for their stadium to be built if it gets built. Um I know the players if, aren't happy as there. It. If, if it
1: gets built,
0: <laughs> I, understand, like, I understand. But like, they're they are gonna do like they're gonna get the first overall pick. Let's let's just let's just sit with that, okay? We all know it because they this team cannot move from the desert. It's not gonna fucking happen. It's Gary Bettman's fucking child. It's not moving. So what can they do? They're gonna get Shane right there. They're gonna blow Shane right up. You're not even gonna hear about Austin Matthews. It's gonna be the Shane Wright show, twenty four seven on every network, to fund Arizona not moving and to get people excited about. Where why the fuck haven't they're gonna play. why
1: haven't we seen this already? I don't know, but we. But have what it. I'm saying is, don't you think don't you think they they'd already be doing
0: that if they were even capable of it? But I think I think well. I don't think we've gotten to a situation where we had an NHL team about to play at a college, though. We're about to meet high stakes, new era problems for the NHL. I mean, we're, we're, we haven't even got to it yet, but we're about to watch a 10-year anniversary, basically, of the Winter Classic. No one gives a fuck, except for people in Boston and people in Pittsburgh, that they're playing at Fenway. The only people that give a fuck about that are the people that are
1: in that group. Here's my question to you: You, You're saying basically, if Shane Rider Bedard goes there, the NHL is gonna talk about them, like like basically shove them down their throat the way Matthews is shoved down our throat.
0: Yes. Yes. To 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 what to what they're they're capable of allowing. Like, they're not going to – Well, we don't have the money to fund ESPN and uh, TSN and all of them to just only talk about Arizona.
1: But well, I got, Gary Bettman
0: is going to have, like, a 30% increase of Arizona talk. I'm going to lay something up for you, okay? All right, lace it up, tennis shoes. All right.
1: So, I'm going to give you some stats here. One second. Let me just make sure this is right. Yeah. And okay, yeah, perfect. Okay. Sixty-one points, twenty-three goals, thirty-eight assists, and sixty-five games played. That's the first player. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second player, sixty-three points, twenty-eight goals, thirty-five assists, and sixty-seven games. Now, which player do you think? is better <laughs> um it's just pretty, like i'm player one, like i'm just saying what stat line it's not a trick question what player do you think has is clearly the better player give me the just stats in again. terms of having a better team. give me the stats so again. player a player a has 61 points mm-hmm. 38 assists 23 goals in 75 games okay Player B has sixty-three points, thirty-five assists, twenty-eight goals and sixty-seven games.
0: They seem to me pretty it's even. pretty
1: clear he's having a better game. one. I think one of them is having a one of them's basically a game. But like you said, yeah, they're they're fairly even. One of them is, I think, in my opinion, almost a point of games better. Okay, one of them is Michael Bunting, who you have heard, and that's Player A you have heard how many times have you heard the nhl or the media talk about michael bunting this year a couple a lot right
0: mm-hmm.
1: player b who, who's having a better season that's clayton keller <laughs> clayton <laughs> keller is the star <laughs> of that team he's having a much better statistical season he's 23 years old, he's going ham, and you've heard nothing about it. Okay. So, I don't fucking believe for one second, I know this is a long way of getting there, that if Shane, Ryder, Bedard go there, that the NHL is going to do jack shit to market them to the rest of the league. was? They already have a superstar. (laughs) Clinton Keller's a superstar. He's going to be a superstar in the NHL. And they don't talk about him, Corey. Like, I, I, I want hockey in the desert to work, okay? I really do. But I don't think that it's – they don't – to say that – I don't think they do well by their superstar players. They really – like, you don't hear anything about them. And I don't, I just don't see how, I guess I, what I'm saying is I don't see how that's sustainable. And, you know, you spoke about um, Owen Power. You said he, you think he possibly could, you know, not go. And I think really, like, if, if you think Buffalo is bad enough, like, I think Arizona is far worse, to be honest with you.
0: No, I can I can agree on that, and I can I can see what you're saying about Clayton Keller. I just think that Clayton Keller's on this team, and he's already been in the league, I guess. Um, and that next year's marketing is going to be we have got to save Arizona, and that's why the first pick's going to go to Arizona because it's going to be a fresh look. People are going to want to see uh, Shane Wright play. They're going to hype it up out of the out of they like, to try to resurge the Coyotes. Okay,
1: I'm going to give you another stat. 52 points, 56 games, 23 goals, 29 assists. That's Nick Schmaltz. All right. He's almost – same as Clayton Keller, almost having a point-a-game season, second in scoring – or the Arizona Coyotes. And I bet you if you didn't play fantasy, you might not even fucking know who Nick Schmaltz is. So I just don't like, I really I don't think Shane Wright in particular, I think Bedard could come into the league and be a point of game guy and just have a hundred-point. Like he looks like the economic david generational type player, but I don't think Shane Wright's going to come into the league next year and score 85, 85 points. But what I'm saying is even if he did, they have players who are putting up almost point per game point totals, and no one's talking about them. So I just don't see how Shane Wright changes that perception, I guess, like how he,
0: how he would do any differently. Okay. We're going to bookmark it. And we're going to see where we're at next season. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to. I'm telling you, there's going to be it's going to be like a political campaign to save Arizona. Uh, <laughs> I just feel it because, uh, I mean, what 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 are they going to do? M- move move Gary Bettman's brainchild? No. So I don't I'm not saying I can't that. I think I'm of just the next saying... logical thing than the other other than to make them talked about more to get them back in the, in the the picture, I guess. I don't know. I just don't believe that
1: the league is, I just think, I guess the debate has kind of molded now from if I, if we think, <laughs> gonna, but what I'm saying is I don't think the league is capable of doing anything in the sort of marketing that you're speaking about, because when has the NHL ever done well marketing anything? That's true. And just to bring up my, you know, Arizona thing again, Shane Gostisbehere has forty four points this year, having a phenomenal year defensively, one of the better having one of having one of the better offensive seasons for defensemen this year. And I bet people who don't play fantasy had no idea. So, and I know that there are a lot of teams like that are like this, like, I think like the blue jackets, for example, are a team you don't hear a lot about, um, especially, you know, living in Canada and Southern Ontario, there are teams you don't hear a lot about, but I, if I wasn't a Habs fan talking about, if the Habs weren't in a race for the draft lottery, TSN wouldn't talk about them for weeks. hmm and I don't know I just don't I don't think that changes anytime soon which is no no fault of Arizona players or their fans or you know I know this is very rare you can you don't often say this but it's not the fault of Arizona's management or ownership either but it's just like it's the reality it just doesn't I guess you could say it doesn't draw clicks or viewership or attention and I do have a, I do to continue the Arizona topic. I do have another kind of question for you, because I have been in the mindset for a while that, you know, I think people saying Matthews is hundred percent going to leave are kind of stupid. But, you know, I think it, for a long time it was a very real possibility. His contract walked him straight to free agency. Arizona was looking better, and you know they, I think they had a legit chance at it. But if, is it not, is it not, would you say it's fair to say that if Arizona continues to play in an arena with 5,000 people, they may have just fucked up their chance of acquiring one of the best players in the NHL?
0: Oh, no, I definitely think so. That's why I said there was going to be this, uh, this behind the scenes, uh, you know, London night situation like Spitting Chicklets always makes fun of. To, to get this kid to, to to not, you know, break face. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it
1: past the NHL. Um, I'm on conspiracy uh, TikTok. Like, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I on. guess it's interesting to, to think about. And I, I good, know, good Lord knows I could shit <laughs> on fucking Arizona forever. But. I'm, you know, we're kind of in the last stretch here and we haven't spoken yet about Carey Price's return, which we need to talk
0: about because Corey, I, I hope you watched that game. I watched a bit of it. I had to work journey, unfortunately. But before we get to that, we have a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposits and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings uh, allows you to draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. The best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Y'all, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Remember, use promo code THPN, bet just a dollar on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And now back to Carrie Price. Yeah, so I got fucked into working uh, the Don't Stop Karen tour. Um, but I, I, I did go into a closed uh, stand in the arena, and I uh, I tried to watch the game. Unfortunately, it was on M uh, MSG Plus. I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm sure it's a Canadian television uh, station. So I had to, you know, become a pirate and find it on the dark web. Uh, but I was able to watch a little bit of it. Um, I saw Carrie Price come out and I got fucking goosebumps. And uh, I really wish I was at home to where I could have watched more of it. But it seemed unreal. It was uh, an unfortunate loss to the game. But if I'm not mistaken, you know I couldn't watch it the whole time, but at the end of the second, it was still zero zero or oh, you know the Islanders might have gotten a goal in. Um, I was trying to check it as often as I could. Um, but yeah, it I just got so hyped up, you know, like my headphones, you could hear the fans. it, it was just electrifying. Uh, I'd see carry price come out, just darts out. Uh, it just felt like an old friend coming back in town, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I've i watched a lot of Habs games in my life, and I've watched a lot of returns and retirement you know, ceremonies or Patrick Waugh's return to the NHL, or not to the NHL, to the Montreal Canadiens building. Mm-hmm. Um, I was alive, or was I? No, I don't think I was alive when Saku returned, but I even if I was, I was certainly not old enough to have watched it live or remember it. Right. But I've seen that on YouTube. I think as most have fans have seen it one way or another. Um, but that was one of the loudest times I've ever heard. The Bell Center. That was just crazy. It was it was huge. Um a huge uproar from the fans and Screaming, carry, carry. Unfortunately, I think the Habs are kind of in a lose-lose situation with the untimely passing of Mike Bossy. Our condolences go to his family mm-hmm. and friends and the Islanders organization. Um, I do say, and I don't say this to be insensitive because I'm I love that Montreal did something for him. He's a Montreal-born player. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very classy. Probably should have given a little more time for the fans to cheer on Price. Uh, they had, they were cheering. <laughs> the lights went out to pay respect to Bossy, and they were still cheering Carey. So that sucked a little bit. Uh, but yeah, what a great reception for Price, and un, you know, an unfortunate end to the game. Absolutely robbed by a great performance from Ilya Sorokin and a lack of finishing on the Habs' part. But mm-hmm. Price, you know, played really well he had two goals against and one of them was a three on L so yeah <laughs> it was great it was, a, it was a pretty great performance in his return to uh, the Bell Center and the Bell Center
0: faithful made sure he was received with love yeah I don't I don't know how you can't uh like have a terrific game when the Bell Center is that die hard for you to come out you know so I mean despite the loss It was – like, I don't really care about the Saints. I don't care about the Pelicans. But when they do their intros and shit – well, let's scratch the Pelicans because I fucking can't stand them right now because they're in the playoffs. Um, So let's go back to the Saints. So when the Saints – you know, when they turn the fucking lights off in the dome and they get their goofy-ass fucking music playing and and there's pyrotechnics going on on the the fucking plastic field – But when they're starting to call these guys out and they're making their way down, um, there's just this intensity in the fucking air. They hear the crowd, like uh, the sound, the announcer, dude, you get hype as fuck. And here I am with my headphones on, just getting pumped up out of this fucking world around 17,000 people that couldn't give two fucks. You know, so I'm like, I'm so hyped up for the wrong reason. Uh, but it was just uh, to be there that night. It sounded so amazing, um, and I'm just so happy to see him back. No, definitely. I
1: I was I was so happy. Like just watching that game, I was so happy. I thought I thought it was going to be loud, and it was. and It was great. It was just a great experience all around. Um, I'm just happy to see Price back. Really. Uh, you can tell the players are happy for him too. Gallagher spoke on it and price after the game spoke about, you know, loving it here and being happy to be back. So I actually think uh I don't know if if he seemed pretty happy to be back in Montreal. And you know, we've spoken about people talk about trading price like it's something that Kent Hughes and Gordon can actually do. Mm-hmm. Price doesn't want to go anywhere, he's not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> so
1: kind of it seems to me right now, we'll have to reevaluate in the summer. But if I had to take any bets right now, I'd say Price is gonna finish that
0: contract in a Habs uniform. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't see it. I don't I don't see him not being here. I'm sorry. Let's not let's not uh I'm okay with that. No, it, I'm, it, it might not be the
1: best for the franchise, like definitely. But it's not that much longer. You know, it's like.
0: How many okay. is it? Three three years? Three years, I believe. Uh, and this team's got some ways to go, you know. So, I mean, if it really comes down to it and Price plays more of a, like he did with, with Allen for a little bit, where it was kind of back and forth, so be it, you know. Uh,
1: I I think when it comes down to it, it, it sucks the situation with his salary. Not great. Oh, absolutely. But, however, Price in another jersey would not be right. <laughs> it just would <laughs> not look, would not look well. So I think it's great. Um, yeah,
0: and I mean, obviously they're gonna either find the the next suitable candidate for Carey Price, or they're gonna stack it all up on Primo. But Carey Price is gonna exit trying to leave the keys with someone else. And I think that's the right way to do it is, you know, to let Carey Price finish out here uh, despite the money issue. But let let him get a couple of mentor, you know, year or two years with Primo or if we make another decision or, you know, or, or to help Martin Bo, Uh I just think it's the right thing to do. It might not be, the best for uh, us fans watching and, and wanting success. But, I mean, dude, Carey Price gave us his heart, gave us his fucking body and his, uh, his fucking mental, really. So three years ain't shit. I mean, it is what it is. This team still got a long ways to go to get back to uh, where we were last year. So I don't see why – I don't see how Carey Price is really going to – Hurt that, other than freeing up some cap space for pushes that we're not going to even be successful in for quite some time. So I love it. I'm just happy he's back.
1: Yeah, I know it. was a great return. It was a good. It was a good game to watch. As frustrating it was, it was um, mm-hmm. getting goalied. I think Sorokin, yeah, deserved that win. And the way the Islanders are playing right now, if there was a play in. Fuck, I'd be worried. Like, coming into next season, like, I, I, this team had a very disappointing year the Islanders, I mean, and the Habs. But I think they're just – the Islanders in particular are just showing that, you know, they're still a good team. And next season, I think they're going to be forced to be reckoned with again, especially if Sarupin can continue his play. But I think, at least on my end, that's all I need to say today. Corey, do you have anything else
0: no, you would like um, to
1: add? I'm good. All right, perfect. Well then, thank you guys for stopping by listening. Really appreciate all your support. We are, you know, unless anything changes, we'll, I'll probably post um, my reaction video to being surprised by uh, Corey and uh, my friend and my girlfriend. So if you want to check that out, it'll be posted on Twitter. I'll probably put it under the Announcement uh, of like the link for this episode, so you can check that out at Haves Nightly on Twitter, and you can also check out Corey's at the Bayou Benders. So again, thank you guys if you made it all the way through this episode, really appreciate that, and i uh, look forward to talking to you guys on Thursday. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network.